It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your host, The Real Ed Oliver. Today, I'm going to do uh, Rui Hachimura's report card and season review. And then I do re- want to respond to a roster construction for next year uh, from a subscriber. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, so this is my series of recapping and reviewing uh, individual players. I've done uh, – Denny first, gave him a grade, gave him things to work on in the all season, what I'm looking forward to. Um, of course, things that he did well. Basically, a report card or a view. Same thing with Corey Kispert. I want to see him, of course, shoot the ball better, which is his skill, his skill set. Um, he's he's coming into the league to be a specialist. His role and his job is to be a specialist. Shot the shot thirty five percent from the three point line, but I think potential wise and you know what his calling card is. The goal for him is to shoot at least 38 percent, really forty percent from the three point line. Be a fifty percent guy from the field. Be a forty percent guy from the three point line, and be a ninety percent free throw shooter as well. Denny has a lot of things to work on: left hand finishing with his left hand. Um, ball handling skills, strength, finishing it around the rim. So he has a lot to work on, but his defensive versatility has a lot of potential as well. His playmaking style ability has a lot of potential. Now, Rui is a guy who he's he's an interesting player right now because unfortunately he missed the first 40 games of the year this year, you know, due to personal reasons, which unfortunately I think really definitely it, it affected his season. It really did. And I feel like if he had a, if he was able to practice with the team during training camp and to have a full all season where, you know, he played in the Olympics that took a toll on him, you know, having the weight of the country on your shoulders, you know, holding the torch at the Olympic ceremony as well. And just, you know, having to be the face, face of that roster and the face of that country, I know it took a toll on him. And, you know, not really getting a break from basketball. So those are some things to think about. But he did miss 40 games. Um, And, you know, he wasn't able to get too acclimated with the roster and his teammates and get acclimated with West Hustle Jr. until really later on the season. Came back. When he was about to come back, he actually uh, went to protocol. So he had to miss another couple of games. Then finally played. Was on a minute restriction. Then we had the whole thing with showcasing guys and having a 13-man rotation. Um, so it was a lot of circumstances and a lot of obstacles for Rui Hachimura. And then when he did get going, there were times where West Hudson Jr. would not play him more than 20 to 25 minutes, even when he was hot, even when he, when he was scoring or shooting very well from the three-point line or just, you know, finish around the rim. He still had – it still looked like he had somewhat of a minute restriction, which was very questionable um, on why that was happening. But um, I do want to get to some numbers 
And of course, you got to keep in mind, you know, Rui um, was the was front center, you know, him and Kyle Kuzma for the Cherry Blossom jerseys. He was one of the models. There will be a couple of preseason games with Japan. So it does seem like they do or Tommy Shepard in the organization. They are looking to have Rui as a face, one of the faces of the franchise from a marketing standpoint as well. So it, it, it does look that way. Um, but his all season is it's a big question mark, man. And there's a contract year coming up for Rui too. So, but I want to get to that towards the end of Rui's evaluation, his review and the big question marks that I do have coming up for him in all season. So let's talk about where he improved. Okay. Obviously he improved from the three point line. Um, he shot, let me pull up the numbers here. I had him up. He shot 44% from the three point line, 44% from the three point line, which is, I'm not going to say it's insane because of the volume he shot. Two point. He shot three threes per game, which is nothing to really stick your nose up at. Three threes a game is is solid. It's not crazy, you know. It's not like he's a three point shooter. Like I feel like Corey Kispert will be later down the line in his career. You know, shooting like six threes per game. That's what I think Corey Kispert should be shooting at least six to seven threes per game when he does hit his full potential. But Rui was shooting three threes per game. Was making one point three threes out of the out of the three threes he was shooting. Uh, shooting forty four percent from the three-point line basically 45 percent from the three-point line 50 percent from the field from the for uh two-pointers uh his free throw percentage was down though he was 60 he shot 69 percent from the free throw line and only shot 1.6 free throws per game um so yeah, he shot a career low free throw percentage so it, it's, it's it's interesting because you usually correlate free throw percentage with three-point percentage uh but he did not shoot the ball well from the three-point line he finished up with 11 points per game in the last eight games of the season Five out of the last eight games of the year, he had 20 points or more. So he did go on somewhat of a scoring uh, scoring tear. And then he averaged a career low in rebounds per game with 3.8 rebounds per game. That's one of the things I really want to see him improve on because rebounding is about want to. It's about grit. It's about who wants it more. And this is – with him missing 40 games as well, I felt like it gave Kyle Kuzma more of an opportunity to get more playing time, to get more shots up to get more acclimated with the roster and for Kyle Kuzma kind of, I'm not going to say he took Rui's spot because I would like to see those guys play together at the same time. I thought they played well together, but I just feel like if Tommy Shepard does make a decision on keeping one or the other, if he does want to trade for a point guard an upgrade at the point guard position, then possibly one of those guys may have to be packaged in a deal and Tommy Shepard will have to make a decision. So I just feel like Kyle Kuzma now, because when you hear, people talk about the Wizards, it's like, who's the big three? Is it going to be Bradley Bill, Kyle Kuzma, Chris S. Porzingis when it could have been, or you would think that it would, thinking last year after the playoff series where he had a 20 and 13, 20 point 13 rebound game against the 76ers, you would think at that time, by this time this year, we would be thinking about possibly a core of uh, Rui, Brad, and Porzingis or something like that, you know, at this time. If, if we knew that Porzingis was going to be here, we would think that would be the core three. But now moving forward, it's looking like the core three would be Bradley, Bill, Kyle Kuzma, and Chris S. Porzingis. But to get back to Rui, I think he can learn from Kyle Kuzma to rebound the ball more because Kyle Kuzma had a couple games where he had 15 rebounds. Kyle Kuzma had a 22-rebound game. And I know Rui was playing the three and the four at the same time, but that's just not an excuse to me to not rebound the ball more. I think that's something that he can he can definitely do. How tall Rui is six foot eight, two hundred thirty pounds, and he's athletic as well. Finishing around the rim is his calling guard is his calling card. So 
Um, I do want to look at his numbers for finishing around the rim. He was 44% from the three uh, on 2.9 attempts per game, which I already, already talked about that. Um, and then he shot, he shot a pretty high clip around the rim. He shot 76% around the rim, which is, which is about right for Rui. I mean, he's a good finisher around the rim. We've seen him dunk on Isaiah Stewart. Yeah, he, he shot 76% in the restricted area. We've seen him, you know, be aggressive, dunk on. We've seen him dunk on Isaiah Stewart. We've seen him dunk on Tobias Harris. We've seen him dunk on Anthony Davis. That, that's what he's capable of doing. He's capable of doing that. Now, I do want to talk about some things that he can improve on, things that I've seen him do very well, of course, continue on that. And I do want to get to a Zach Lowe article where he talked about Rui Hachimura what he thought about his thoughts going forward, where I disagree with some of the things that Zach Lowe says. And I'm going to talk about that next. Um, but I do want to give Rui his report card and some things to improve on. But before we do get to that, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Have you tried the Puffs? They are so good. I try Built Bar. I have Built Bar all the time. Every morning I need it to get my energy up. The best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food or health with Built Bar when you can have both. And it's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. If that's not enough flavor for you with the puffs, then you might want to try the Mix Box. The Mix Box comes with 12 flavors of bars and puffs. Built Bar makes sure there is something for everyone. Know what my favorite flavor is? It's cookies and cream. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Go to Build.com to get all your favorites, banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, and so many more. They're all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. Check them out at Build.com. Go to Build.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Now, thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so I do want to talk about some of the things that I did write down for Rui that I do want to see. And the 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 thing that was unique about his comeback or him getting ready, getting acclimated, getting ready to play again, was he was practicing with the team for a long for a couple of weeks where he was doing three on three they did that ramp up period he was doing one on one for a couple of weeks then it was three on three so the ramp up period um definitely you know was was unique and it was different um so that was unique how they bring players back they kind of did the same thing with Chris Porzingis um but it definitely was a unique process being bringing Rui back <laughs> playing one one on one for so long for a couple of weeks and then three on three for a couple of weeks and then he finally got acclimated into five on five. And honestly, Rui, what I think about Rui too, he he looked a little bit fluffier. He looked like he gained a little bit of weight. I don't know if anybody else noticed that either. But you know, he still was athletic, but he didn't have the same spring and athleticism that I've seen uh from him 
in the last two years, um, to be honest. So, um, but yeah, he missed 40 games. One thing I, I want to see him do is just be more aggressive. I want to see him be more aggressive. I think a lot of Wizards fans, social media says that a lot. They want to see him be mean and just be aggressive, be that mean guy. We've seen him dunk on, like I said before, dunk on Isaiah Stewart and yell in people's faces. We want to see him do that more, be aggressive, be mean, um, and be more aggressive to get his shot. Um, now, he shot really well on catch-and-shoot opportunities. Um, there's one that I'm trying to find right here where, yeah, so this is from NBC Sports Washington. Of his 55 made threes, 54 were on catch-and-shoot plays. Um, and then he attempted about 30% of his shots overall on pull-ups. So he only, yeah, of his 55 made threes, 54 were on catch and shoot opportunities, catch and shoot play. So his three-point shooting improved and that's fine. He was, he looked like more of a set shooter. So he wasn't really moving a lot. Um, and that's the way he made his threes, which is, which is hundred percent fine. He, he improved from the three-point line and you know, that's how, that's how, you know, that's something they wanted to see him do because he's known as a mid-range shooter, as a mid-range assassin. Uh, but he, he wanted to space his game out. You know, that's what the NBA is tailored to now is, is shooting threes as well. Um, Rui shot 28% from the corner. So this year also to break down his three-point shot, he shot 42.9% from the corners and 44% above the break on his three-point line. So he shot very well across all, 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 all the spaces on three-point line. He shot really well. In 2021, he shot 28% from the three-point line. So he really improved from the three because that was a struggle for him in his – uh, his rookie year, he shot 28% from the three-point line on um, 1.8 attempts per game. And then in 2021, last year, he shot 32% from the three. And then this year, he shot more threes, 2.9 threes, and shot 44% from the three. Everything else went down, points per game, minutes per game went down. He's, he had minutes. He had 30 minutes per game in 2020, 31 minutes per game in 2021. And then 2022, he had 22 minutes per game. A lot of that was, you know, contributed to the – to the uh, minute restriction where he did come back and just, you know, getting acclimated. Now, free throw attempts per game, he attempted three uh, free throws per game in 2020, uh, 2.8 in 2021, and then only 1.6 in 2022. So I do want to see him improve it. I want to I want to see him get to the free throw line. I want to see him rebound the ball more. Uh, I think he's capable, certainly capable of doing that. Now, I haven't even talked about defense yet. I haven't talked about defense yet. Now, that is something that's very concerning to me. It's very concerning to me. Now, he did – there were times where he got lost in the sauce. Um, there was times off ball where he would let people backdoor cut him, cut in front of him, even on ball. I remember the game against the Celtics, Jalen Brown, where Jalen Brown uh, did an in and out where we, we lost that game by like 30 points on a Sunday or 30, 40 points. That was towards the end of the year. And Jalen Brown just comes down and does an in and out and gets an easy dunk against Rui. And it's just plays like that where it's kind of like, hey, Rui, you're athletic. You can move your feet. You're very nimble. You're, you're, you're quick-footed on offense. But I just want to see that translate to the defensive side of the ball. And I think that's where Wes Unsell Jr. kind of had some concerns there where, you know, Rui, he did bench Rui because he just wasn't playing good defense. You know, I don't know if it's communication or, or what's going on, but sometimes he looks like he's in quicksand on the defensive end. And I do want to see him improve on it. I think he can be a really capable defender. I think he'd be a solid defender. In 2021, he was our go-to defender. You know, he was guarding other bigs. He was guarding other fours and sometimes fives. He was guarding Anthony Davis. Um, he was assigned with guy with guarding, you know, some of the better players on the other on the other team. So I think he's definitely a capable defender. That's something that I do want to see him improve on. Going into the offseason, of course, playmaking. He's not much of a playmaker. That's not his calling card. And that's what Zach Lowe talked about in the article that I'm gonna pull up as well in a couple of minutes here. But um, 
his rookie year, he averaged 1.8 assists, uh, 1.4 assists in 2021, and 1.1 assists this year, which is that's just I think he can I think he can improve on that. When teams collapse on him, I think he can do that. But at the same time, I'm saying you know I want him to be pass the ball more and be a better playmaker. But at the same time, I want him to be more aggressive. So he has to find that line in between that. But I'd rather him be more aggressive than you know improve on a playmaking skill set, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, let's let's get to the Zach Lowe um, article here, which really critiqued Rui, which I did not dis. There were some points where I see where it was valid, but there were some points where I was like, okay, yeah, I, I just I really disagree with the Zach Lowe article. Um, I will talk about. I do want to bring up a quote from Tommy Shepard and Weston So Jr. Real quick, just giving Rui some praise. So quote: I think Rui took a big step in the past. From my perspective, he was a mid-range player and in. This is from Wes Unsell Jr. Quote, he played in the dunker spot. He played off the elbows. He played in the paint as well. Uh, he played off the elbows. He played in the post. To see him step out offensively and add the three-point dimension to his game, I think is a huge piece, end quote. Um, also, Tommy Shepard went on to say that he thinks Rui Hachimura can be an excellent two-way player. So the post-ups as well, that's Rui's game. The post-up, the mid-range game, I thought he did a good job. You know, when he got the mismatches off the pick and roll against smaller guards, you look at the Orlando game where he had guys like Cole Anthony on him. I thought he took advantage of that, especially the Knicks games too when, you know, he he, he uh, did a pick and roll and had guys like Emmanuel quickly on him, smaller guards. I think he he took – he he you know, he was like, this is food. This is barbecue chicken right here. I, I'm going to get the ball in the post. I'm going to go up strong, I'm, and I'm going to finish. Or – and I really like the one time where he did a sweep through and go. I can't remember which game it was, but he was very decisive. And one thing I will say, I think out of the three young guys, I've said this before, I do think Rui's the most polished, and I think he's the most talented out of the three. Um, I think he physically, I just think he's more developed. He's the best finisher at, around the rim out of the three young guys, out of you know Corey and Denny. Um, honestly, you can really say percentage-wise, he's he's the best three-point shooter at the moment. Um, I think he's he's just the best. He's the most offensive, offensively polished player out of the three like he knows his spots like he knows where to score the basketball he wants to go to the mid-range game now he can shoot the three and he can go to the post where Denny's still trying to figure that out offensively like his spots where he's really good at scoring and attacking the rim he's still trying to figure that out and improve on that and Corey Kispert his one specialist skill that he's working on is three-point shooting which he's been very inconsistent at so I just think Rui you know he's the best in the post he's the best scoring He's the best at getting his, creating his own shot for himself. I just think he's the best and more most polished to be polished and more developed out of the three guys, in my opinion. Um, now, Rui, uh, before now, I do want to get to the article here, but before we do that, from Zach Lowe, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including the year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
All right, so this is the article from Zach Lowe. I'm going to read this really quickly. So he says, a lost season for Rui Hachimura. Hachimura or Hachimura's surface numbers look fine. His 45% mark from three or higher volume is super encouraging. He has cracked 20 points on solid shooting in three of the Washington Wizards' last six games. This was right before the season ended. This was after the Celtics game where they got blown out. It's not really his fault he missed a competitive portion of the Wiz season due to personal reasons. But these running out of the string blah fests can feel aimless, devoid of intensity, without real stakes. There has been a certain hollowness to Hachimura's production. He is a minus defender, addled away from the ball. He's a below-average rebounder at power forward. He rarely makes plays for others. Hachimura takes a ton of mid-rangers, many outside of the flow. Um, yeah, and that's that's where I disagree with that. There's actually, let me put this one part of the article, too. Um, it cut off, but the mid-range part, I that's where I really disagree with. I feel like because he pulled up clips from the Boston Celtics game, and that was that was Rui's worst game of the season. Um, and it's easy to nitpick when Rui had zero points in that game. He um, was 0 for 5 on the field, so this is the second part of the – of the article. So he said that's a fadeaway with 11 seconds on the shot clock, and Chris Porzingis is calling for the ball against Jason Tatum in front of, in front of Rui's face. That mid ranger in the right doses is a useful weapon. Hashimir has shown a nice post game against guard on switch guards on switches, which I talked about earlier. Um, but he says in the in the in the clip, he says, check out Kristaps' face, clapping in frustration as he jogs back in defense. Porzingis going at Tatum isn't a great option. But Hachimura hunts points when he better be all when he'd be better off passing the baton. Zach Lowe asks, but what is Hachimura's foundational skill, his identity? If this shooting sustains, perhaps he becomes a stretch power forward. Is he satisfied with that? Hachimura is extension eligible this all season. The Wizards surely hope to have learned more about his game by now. I think I learned more about his game. I learned enough about it. I know he's a mid-range shooter. And now he is starting to knock down a three at a high clip. The defense is a concern. The playmaking is a concern as well. Um, I asked him to be more aggressive. So I don't I don't have a concern with him taking mid-range shots. Usually when he takes his mid-range shots, they are in the floor. He usually cuts to the free throw line and he hits that high post jumper. That could be a play that's called from Wes Unsell Jr. And then he usually likes to post up against smaller guards like Zach Lowe did touch on. I do agree with that that he gets the mismatch on smaller guards and he usually dominates and finishes around the rim on those smaller guards. Um, I would not call it a blow, a blah, fast. And once, once again, like I said, we were taking a, a ton of mid rangers, many outside the floor. I disagree with that. It just sounded like Zach Lowe watched the one game, which was Rui's worst game of the season where he had zero points against the Celtics. And then it was one of his worst defensive performances as well, where Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown really just went out there and did whatever they felt like doing. So, but the contract year coming up is huge. Rui will be a restricted free agent coming up after the season. And the Wizards have to make a decision here, man, because you look at guys who the Wizards have drafted recently and they usually don't get a second contract. They just don't. It, it doesn't It doesn't really happen much. I mean, Otto Porter, Porter got a second contract. You know, he was a top three pick. Troy Brown Jr. did not get a second contract. Kelly Oubre got traded before the opportunity to, to even get to the point. Um, excuse me, of getting a second contract. So, you know, is, is Rui going to get a second contract? What is what is, what is what is their plan with him? You know, especially with, you know, Kyle Kuzma being here too, Denny here, Corey Kispert, 
Um, are they going to bring in another wing, another three and D guy, more defensive minded guy in? Because the team they want to they want to improve defensively. Can we bring up his defensive uh, aggressiveness and prowess and awareness off ball? You know, so those those are the question marks for me. Um, I have no problem with him offensively playmaking. Sure, you know, does he get a little tunnel vision here and there? That I think that's fair. Um, right now, he's on a rookie deal, four years, twenty million dollars, five five million dollars per year. So, um, are they want if they know? If they know he's not in their future, if Tommy Shepard knows that he Rui's not in their future plans, are they going to package him in a deal for a point guard? Or if a star player becomes disgruntled and unavailable, are the Wizards going to pack package Rui in a deal? Those are the question marks going into this all season. So this is a big all season for them, and I, I feel like his projected salary, depending on how he plays, you know, right now he's making five million per year. I think you know the qualifying offer is eight million. $8,486,000, which I think Rui's definitely going to get that offer from a different team for sure. The Miami Heat were rumored to have interest in Rui. You know, I don't see many players on that roster unless you're going to give up Tyler Hero. Um, that's one guy that I would definitely take a look at if he's made available, but I highly doubt he's made available. That's the only person on the Heat that I really could see like, hey, I'm, I'm just going to give you Rui um, since, you know, Pat Riley's interested. But Pat Riley being interested in Rui speaks volumes to me. It really does. I mean, you look at the culture in Miami. They just they just beat the Hawks five. They had a gentleman sweep against the Hawks um, and also just the culture with the Heat. They have a certain culture. They have a grit and grind culture. You look at Jimmy Butler. You look at Kyle Lowry, um, Udonis Haslam, even though he doesn't play. They just have that grit and grind mentality. Eric Spolstra, you know, getting in a fight with uh, Jimmy Butler arguing and whatnot. They just have a tough, gritty um, culture over there, and they know how to develop guys. Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson. So I could certainly see Rui going to a different team and developing very nicely, and it could be another wizard that leaves, another guy that leaves the Wizards and, and gets better. So I could certainly see that happen with Rui, unfortunately, but I do want to see what the plan is with him and how it's going to work out. Can Is the three-point shooting sustainable? Is that something that, he, that he's going to keep up? Is he going to be aggressive offensively? Um, and can, can he get better defensively? What's his calling card on offense? I think it's certainly the mid-range game, and then now he has expanded out to the three-point line. But um, he does have to improve defensively. Can he play with Kyle Kuzma and Porzingis at the same time? That's something that I would like to see, but how would that work out defensively? Those are the question marks for me as well. So you guys let me know what you guys think. I'm sorry I did not get to the roster. I promise I will do my best to get to that next episode. I'll probably, I'll probably do a season grade. For a review on um, Dale Gaffer, this is from yeah, Tobiashi067. I'm sorry I didn't get to it today, but I will probably do a review on uh, a grade on Dale Gafford's season um, for the episode on Monday and then get to that. So, But I just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen. Now make your second listen, Locked On NBA, from the first jump ball of the play-in tournament to the last possession of the finals. Locked On experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.